welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I may look like a big bad wolf. Oh my god! I'm as timid as a rabbit. I'm Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Glad to have you back. Hello. Hi. Good to be back. Oh my god. This Today, I'm very excited. Today's going to be a great day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This <laughs> is a good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is a really um, good one. Yeah, so we watched Creep 2. Uh, if you haven't <laughs> listened to our episode about the first Creep, definitely go back and listen to that one, because it was... I'm really proud of that episode, and also just that movie was amazing. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So go go listen to that. And uh, for those of you who have, we watch Creep 2. Yeah. If you could give this movie a subtitle, what would you give it? Um, What kind of subtitle Mine, are you wanting? Well, like for me personally, I would be it would be like Creep 2 colon Encounters. Mine would be Ooh, like enc- Creep 2, but then it would be like... Um, Creep to the colon, uh, the one with the girl this time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the girl one. The girl Creep one. Creep to the funny one. <laughs> yeah, that might be what I would go with. Um, yeah, I don't know. The creepening. The creepening. Uh, so I had mentioned, like, in the first episode um that i you know that the thing that scared me about this character is that you don't really know how much of his personality is faking or how much is real um mm-hmm. but in this movie i 100 percent believe he's being real yeah like, i yeah go ahead yeah i'm pretty sure he like this character is like just that weird and eccentric and drama queeny and, like, I mean, like, he even says in this one, like, I'm 100% real with people. I don't, like, lie to them about anything except, like, stretch the truth a little bit to get them to stay for a little bit. But I usually tell them the truth sooner or later. It's like, I, okay. <laughs> I think this uh, version that he is showing Sarah is the version we saw at the end of the first Creep film, which... Mm-hmm. Um, saw him like manipulate Aaron and he was I I still think he's a liar because he said he's a liar but I think he I understand what he means when he's like my intention is always true he's like well he says he wants to get to know people I think he does believe that I think he just also like has to like keep out the fact that I'm going to kill you Mm -hmm. and torture you and all this stuff because because it gets in the way of his true goals which is you know to get to know people to to hone his craft it's kind of like when someone tells you a bunch of lies and you know it's a bunch of lies but you see that they really do mean what they say even Mm -hmm. if they themselves don't really believe it's such it's so he this performance is one of my favorite performances i've ever seen he is magnetic Mm -hmm. he is just on every single time the camera is pointed at him even when he has to capture these such complex emotions it's such a weird man Mm -hmm. yes yeah 
And I like that this movie also had like a cold open to kind of catch up the audience to his whole deal. And you can mm-hmm. really see him just at his midlife crisis. That could be another subtitle is like Creep 2, Midlife Crisis. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. Creep. That's probably Creep the most 2, accurate. a killer at 40. Mm-hmm. Creep 2, if and I wasn't is- such a weird man, I would probably just buy a convertible. And like Creep, I think, does the thing that a lot of horror movies do nowadays where it's it's not really doing anything new, like having a really creepy guy stalk this innocent person, but it's presenting it in such a well-done, unique way. But this film, I legitimately have never seen anything like Creep 2 before. I don't think yeah. Creep 2 could exist without Creep 1, but this, just a serial killer who treats his murders like his art and having a complete breakdown and losing his inspiration just trying to find himself again is kind of amazing i love yeah. this yeah yeah um oh my gosh and the way these two play off each other like mm. these actors have some amazing chemistry they really do mm-hmm. like there's a moment where i like i can actually believe them being friends even though like they they are very obviously like one of them is trying to kill the other one or like you know some weird kind of dynamic is there but like there are some really good moments that just feel like they're friends and hanging out like they're playing pool and like two truths and a lie and, and hide and seek all that <laughs> and hide it's and seek. so hard with um female characters in a horror movie to balance this line between um being like quote unquote the hero or quote unquote the cool girl the pick me the hey i'm not like other girls hair flip but sarah is a character she is her own person and with her own goals ambitions wants and flaws and i just i love her so much because in the first movie aaron's legitimately just a videographer trying to make a buck this one sarah goes in with an agenda she's Mm -hmm. like i deliberately find weird ads and weird people on the internet film them for my internet show and for content and it's my Mm -hmm. art and her show is doing so poorly that she finds aaron's ad online um and goes to him and she's like this is my last episode i'm at the end of my rope if i can't make this episode work i don't know what i'm gonna do i guess i'll just give up so when you see her like leaning into this situation one she's doing it in a smart way and two you know why she's doing it she's trying to provoke a reaction whereas in other horror movies you'd be like no why are you doing this it's like no that's Mm -hmm. that's smart if you want to get content Mm -hmm. that's that's what you do you poke in you prod and she's manipulating him it's such a great flip of what we've been uh conditioned to think of the dynamic will be with Aaron, who was... What was his name in the previous film? Joseph. Um, yeah. Joseph. I had, a, and I had to look it up. He, thank you. Because he has now taken Aaron's name, Aaron being mm-hmm. his victim in the last movie. Mm-hmm. and His favorite The one. dynamic has just completely switched, and I love it. I just... It's so... It's so awesome so to watch, because you know this man kills people, but she's mm-hmm. still just, just poking him. Yeah, poking well, like... Him. That scene when she comes in and he's like just hands her a smoothie and sits down and is like, okay, here's the deal. Um, I'm a serial killer and I that's like what I do for a living and I've killed 39 people and I made videos of all of them. 
And he's like, well, I'm having a midlife crisis now, so I just, I want to make a documentary about me, and I want you to film me. And and she just is like, and he's like, I know that's a lot, and she's like, okay, like, Let's sounds do cool. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would so- really love to go scene by scene like this is a great place to start because this is their first scene together Mm -hmm. but just talk about each little scene because the interactions in each scene are so well done where like gosh yes they Mm -hmm. flip the script on the audience and on each other and you can see when she surprises him he surprises her and surprises the audience it's just like when he comes out of the gate just being fully honest i was completely thrown off i was like everything i have been taught to expect from this man is completely upended they even established it again in the beginning when they like showed him just doing another you know the exact same thing he did to aaron to this random guy and he's like this is not making me happy what can i do i know i'll make a francis ford coppola style documentary about my murders yes (laughs) and like uh, and the way like even just by the way they've introduced Sarah, like, I feel like it's kind of hard to sell your audience on the idea that someone would just hear this guy admit to all of this and just be like, yeah, okay, sounds cool, let's make this. And, like, it's hard to believe that a real human being would do that, but they do such a good job introducing Sarah that, like, immediately I didn't question it. I'm like, yeah, she's the kind of person who would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to make commentary about internet and clout culture. Like, even some of the well-done versions of it, I'm not completely sold on. This one, I feel like it, it's not trying so hard to make a point of it, but using the reality of it as motivation. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like going, oh, this is going to be about something. It's more, no, this is the way we're, the world is right now, so let's use it to our advantage. Because we always have to think of, like, ways around, like, why don't they just call the police? Or why, if everyone has a cell phone, how can we put them in a isolated location? If people are smarter nowadays and ha- listen to true crime podcasts, how can we get this person to stay in a room with someone who is so clearly off? And it's <laughs> because now, if you're a content creator with all this content constantly being shoved in front of us all the time, you have to keep pushing the boundary to get people's attention. Otherwise you don't. Like Sarah says, she's doing the thing she loves and she really wants to be good at it. And she realizes the only way she's going to be able to continue is if she just keeps going. Like, I think there's a moment where she goes into the bathroom and kind of, uh, like goes, holy shit, this man is absolutely off. I don't believe he's a serial killer, but he's definitely dangerous. But that's exactly what I need if I'm going to get what I want. And I'm like, that's so smart. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Smart writing. Yeah. I don't know how smart it is as a person to do. Uh, but I get no, it. I mean, I, it's I very obviously did. not smart. But, like, as a as a writing choice, just, like, having her being motivated by wanting to become, like, famous for the thing that she wants to be doing, you know, and, like showing off weird guys is like really interesting and like i i think it fits really well with the times <laughs> yeah oh and we right before after well bleh, sorry so right after um 
the conversation about, hey, I'm a serial killer and I want you to make a documentary of my life and I promise I won't kill you. Do you want to do this? Um, let me get naked in front of you. Um, yes. Full <laughs> frontal. Yes, you yeah. see everything. We and see this like, man's dick and balls. Minute too. Like, he's and he's like standing there, there like the statue of David. <laughs> and, like, But it's like really awkward because like I don't know if he can figure out how he's supposed to be standing. But he's like trying to stand like the statue of David. It's very funny. It's so good. It's it's one of those things too where you can tell he's trying to use a tactic to like throw her off or test her. And he's like, Can I get naked in front of you? And she's just like, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um Well, well and then, then she flips the script and, and then she gets yeah. naked in front of him. And he's yes. like, Yes, okay. She <laughs> that yeah, within she just ten minutes. She has this look in her eye of like, I'm doing this. We're not going back. Yeah. Here we go. I've seen this man's dick and balls. We're going on this journey together. (laughs) (laughs) And there's this great part too. It's a little bit of filmmaking. I I don't, because like, I, I don't know how I feel about like, this whole idea of, like, writing the narrative of, like, yeah, I'm tired of gratuitous nudity in women in horror movies. I don't know if the solution is more gratuitous nudity just with both genders. However, I do think this one, it was framed very well because with with her, we know Sarah's deal. And he's been upfront with Sarah, but it's almost a great film trick because, like, we see him in this wide shot with his full body. And when she starts undressing, he zooms in on her face. And I think it's because, like, he he's putting everything out there. He wants to see if she is too. And it's interesting. It's just, I, I thought that was very smart framing. Yeah. But yeah, and then after that. Um, he's like, let's go, Sarah. And then he keeps trying to jump scare her like he jump scared Aaron in the first movie. And she's yeah, just not she's buying just, it. Yeah, yeah, and like, she's almost kind of scolding, like, really? You're you're trying this? Aaron, seriously. <laughs> that was so, so creep one. This is and creep then, two. And then he, like, he puts on the wolf mask, the peach fuzz wolf mask, and then he's like, they like he's like driving with it on, <laughs> yeah. That and she's like, "Can you can you laughing. see with it on?" And he's like, "Now that's what's gonna scare you." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, the banter in this movie is very good." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's almost like remember the last creep movie we talked about how like society doesn't treat the the endangerment of like men the same way they treat the endangerment of women it's like this idea of oh you're a man you can't possibly be in danger so he doesn't notice the red flags when they start to pop up it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting they flip it where it's like okay how do you throw someone off who has been raised their entire life to notice these red flags and she kind of she takes them in absorbs them and flips them back like he, mm-hmm. here you gave me a red flag have one of your own yeah, yeah. go fetch <laughs> and it's so great because I feel like women aren't allowed to be weird in movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the fact that she like is able to like almost one up him at every turn makes her like really interesting and like just really fun. I like watching but- her, and I like like seeing mm-hmm. what they do together. And she's also not girl bossified, where it's like. 
she can do no wrong because she's such a kung fu super ninja master. Yeah, no, it's just like, like she's, she's very just... obviously horrified at like a bunch of points. Well, I also yeah. mean she's a filmmaker, so well, she yeah, like too. if she was really smart, she'd leave. But she's like noticing the details and like using them to like further the artistic vision, not necessarily her own personal safety. But she's like, what would be best for the movie, and that mm-hmm. is her guiding principle for the for the movie. And it just makes such an a great mm-hmm. dynamic between this guy who is also kind of trying to get the best movie kill story he can yeah. out of his midlife crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're getting to the point where um so like he they go out in this like little river and they like are trying to do <laughs> This is really funny, like they're trying to do like this opening scene for this movie where he's like talking about like how like when he was born and everything and they're like we can CGI in the water later and he starts like moving his arms all weird. <laughs> And, like, there's an airplane, and they have to cut take because of the airplane, and then they have to, like, and then there are birds, and he gets mad at the birds and, like, starts yelling at <laughs> This is the really most funny. realistic scene of making a movie I have ever seen, of just, it's like, getting so frustrated at funny. birds, uh, constantly arguing with, like, the makeup and art department. It's like, are we ready? Are we ready? Can we just go? We're losing light. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, it is essentially a masterclass of what it is like to film something with constant interruption and it's not fitting what you wanted Mm -hmm. and it's just, you get to see Aaron's level of frustration rise with each take Mm -hmm. and it's so awesome to watch this guy who's normally so calculated just lose it. Yeah, he's like, just the yelling. He like at one point gets up and leaves and then goes and takes a nap in the woods and then... She, like, finds him there with, he's, like, face down in the dirt. <laughs> and he's, like, I, I don't, this sucks. I think he's, like, don't leave. And she's, like, yeah. I won't. And then he, like, holds her hand. Yeah, a little bit. And it's then. Kinda, it's kind of sweet. It is. It's so weirdly sweet. Like, I don't know. They're really good at, like, humanizing this, like, really freaky dude. <laughs> right yeah it's also great because i think it harkens back oh go ahead no you go ahead okay um it's mine's quick it harkens back to the first film when he leads aaron out into the woods and kind of just ditches him and then um aaron has to find him and it's kind of the same thing with sarah where she's like aaron where are you instead of like jumping out and being like demanding the power she turns the corner and he's face down in the dirt going please please don't leave me and it's just the exact inverse of the first movie and i'm just it's so so awesome i just it's so great it's really funny watching him be like powerless in certain situations just just because he like he like eats up like that kind of like mopey drama queen type like scene i don't know he's just very good at it (laughs) Um, and then later on, like, during the night, he, um, he, like, plays the same song over and over again on a loop while he's sitting in, like, a hot tub, and he just, (laughs) he looks, he's so mopey! (laughs) So, like, he's, like, telling her to leave and that he, he, like, he'll give her the money and like I don't want to make this movie anymore like all mopey (laughs) 
And then she turns the music off and he's like, turn that back on right now. That's my favorite song in the world. And it does more with one chord than any poet has ever done with all of his career. And and then he's like talking about or like she like asks him like <laughs> why do you want me to leave and then like asks him like cause he's like because you want you act like you want to know my story but you don't know my story and then he starts like telling her about like when he was 15 and like this song is like from a band that he went and like you know really enjoyed listening to they were like some local band and then he, like, had to leave, and so he was walking home, and then someone, like, picked him up and, like, took him out into the woods and beat the shit out of him when he was 15. And then, like, apparently, like, that person had, like, made him dig his own grave, and then, uh, like, tied him up, but, like, he wasn't very good at tying ropes, and so, um, this guy who was most definitely not named Aaron... <laughs> Um, like, got out of the ropes and, like, strangled this man to death. And so, like, he's like, oh, I see. I love this. This is my calling. <laughs> and, and then he... Yeah, go ahead. My, my favorite thing is, like, so the, the song he's listening to is called Sarah Loves Her Juicy Fruit. And so my favorite line is, Sarah loves her juicy fruit and Aaron loves to kill. <laughs> like, it's like... He he delivers it really well, but just like the, it's so silly that line. And then like she like gets in the the hot tub with him and starts giving him a, a like well, a massage. And I think for me, because real quick he goes like his whole origin story, and he's like talking about it with this Shakespearean euphoria, like he had an epiphany, like mm -hmm. he had a spiritual awakening, like killing was his religion. And then there's this great line delivery where he's like, and now. It's gone. And <laughs> yeah. that is why I am sad. And I, he's just, I think maybe Tonight I, this movie for me. It's a very bad night. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, this movie was a comfort movie for me for a while. Like people talk about comfort horror movies. This was one for me. I watched yeah. it so many times. And I think this is why the themes of like someone who Burnout. thought they knew, the they thought they knew what they wanted. And mm -hmm. then. It's just gone, and they don't know what to do anymore. And also someone who so desperately wants to be good at something, and the two meeting mm -hmm. halfway, and also throw in a little bit of murder and a really smart, funny script, yeah. and I'm just sold. And also a yeah. hot tub and massage. Hot tub. Yeah. So, like, so like he's, like, telling her all of this, and then she jumps in the hot tub and starts giving him a massage, but the weird part is, like, she starts, like, putting her hands around his throat, and he, like... He starts getting into it, like, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I I, legitimately think because of, like, that, I think maybe the story about him being 15 and all of that happening to him was true. But, you know, like, there's one point where he says, like, he was apparently, like, in the hospital for his, like, psychological problems from, like, 14 to 19, which I think is a lie, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think, yeah, there's a point in the movie where I think he does begin lying again. Yeah, but it's because he freaks her out because he was trying it. to kill himself. So, like... Yes, but with the hot tub scene, I really love it because there's a montage of Sarah doing encounters, and there's a mm -hmm. lot of her in... There's, like, one where she's just staring at a guy in a pool. 
Yeah. And then kind of looks into the camera oh, like, the, what the fuck is this? The guy that wants and then to be, a... like, babied and, like, wants a mother. Yes. Yeah. And she, like, mm-hmm. starts singing to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that they use her, like, background of, like, dealing with very um, emotionally vulnerable men. Yeah. To kind of help calm him in this moment. I think that's that's some really good character building. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I guess he thought so, too, because in the next scene, he's pulled out a knife. Yeah. He, he's like, Sarah, you've awoken something in me that I thought was dead. And then he, he pans down and there's a knife. And then, like, he, like, runs into, like, well, he's, like, sneaking into the bathroom while she's, like, taking a shower. And I, I like, immediately I went, oh, my God, are you seriously going to try to re- reenact Psycho right now? Because, like, he's got this knife. But then, like, she jumps out of nowhere and, like, scares the shit out of him. She's got, like, scotch tape all over her face. That, he, okay, I died <laughs> laughing because they're both that was just, like, so screaming. Funny. <laughs> She's like, how did you feel with, with the tables turned on you? And he, like, starts growling at her and she starts growling back at him. And it's just so funny. It's so good. This is oh. what I want in a horror movie. I don't want this... Not just this overpowering presence with this weaker force. I don't want that. I want a tit for tat. I want I want a quid pro quo anymore. (laughs) Well, even more. I think she's evolved beyond the final girl. Well, yeah, she's the only girl. She's the only girl. She's Sarah. She loves her juicy fruit. I know, um, this is why I think more uh, women in horror movies should have dyed hair. I think this is what happens. When your main character yes. dyes their hair, mm-hmm. they just immediately become very cool. Not only do they become a communist, they also become fucking rad as hell. <laughs> Absolutely. The, oh my god, this actress, she mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. I love yeah, her. Yeah, she did amazing. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me, I have the IMDb page pulled up. Let me go look well, at and what Kyla, you is. What was it? Or it was Kyla or Marty who brought up. It's like Hannibal meets Parks and Recreation. Oh, I, I said think that. that was Marty. Yeah, yeah. That is that is very accurate. It's um, like it it because it's like that mockumentary type style, but like it's like it's fucked up. <laughs> she's great. She also has this dryness about she, her, where like you, she really mm-hmm. sells the the unpredictability and why you can see why. Aaron is so thrown mm-hmm. by her. It looks like they're in a few things together, or at least worked on a few things, because, like, looking at uh, his, uh, Mark Duplass's IMDb page, she shows up in, like, his trailer for something, um, and then, it, but it's, like, not for Creep 2. It's for, like, some other, like, it looks like a COVID time thing because like they're on zoom or something so they've worked together a couple times yeah nice so like after um this is when they have like hide and seek and they just fuck yeah. around for oh, yeah they're just like yeah i don't even know how to describe it's just a date of like two friends having yeah. fun except in a really fucked up way because it's like you know he enjoys chasing her in the dark with a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And, like, trying to like, scare her. Like, you know, her. acting like it's mm-hmm. hide-and-seek. Yeah, but she just, again, she just t- totally leans into yeah. it. 
She cannot be shooketh. Yeah. No, because, like, I think when he's, like, doing the hide-and-seek thing where he's got the camera and he's, like, chasing her down, it, I feel like that's supposed to be a callback to when he's stalking Aaron in his house and he's like, I'm gonna get ya. And then she slams up against the nearest yeah. window and freaks him out with a jump scare. And it's the best thing ever. And he goes, oh, god yeah. damn it! It's very really funny. <laughs> and then... He's, like, chopping wood as, like, this intimidation tactic. And she just, like Kyla said, leans into it. She's like, do you want to slam that into my face? And he's like, I mean, of course yeah, I can But that would end do, all the fun we're having. I also enjoy this time. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they go, like, they go to, like, them playing pool and, like, talking some more. And then, I don't remember if this is right after that, but then he, like, comes up to her and is like, I know about your show basically and like i know when you're lying but you're not lying to me i don't think um and then he like brings up that like for like his final like film that he wants her to kill him basically and she's like what the fuck the pupil fells mm -hmm. the king i love the way yeah. he says yes. that it's very funny yeah and then he puts on the peach mm -hmm. fuzz mask. He gives Sarah the axe that he used to kill Aaron, lays down on the coffee table, and says, I want you to slam that axe right There's into my There's not many neck. bones. Let's go. And then he goes, hey, wait, wait a second. And then he goes, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, he's so giddy and excited he's about like, this. He's like, you, you're going to be a killer, too. It's going to be great. <laughs> And she's yeah, and as and the, the audience, way... I'm sitting here like in anticipation, like, okay, is she actually gonna mm, do it? She doesn't, because I kind of believe that she would, but yeah, she doesn't, and that makes equally as mm, much sense. She's like, I'm not gonna kill she's, you. What the I, fuck? Yeah, and then, <laughs> then the yeah, she's here to make um, like I think she's here to understand and to like question and but once things like. He wants her to actively be involved in the narrative mm -hmm. as well. Like, in his story, I think that's when she's like, I don't know about this. This is kind of weird. This is for real violence. Yeah. This isn't just talking and then, about your And bullshit. then, like, because she's uncomfortable with that, he goes, okay, so next next we're going to try something else. And then he like, he, like, puts a rope around his neck and he goes, so what we're going to do is... Um, you can just sit there and watch, and it'll be, like, implication of a murder, but you won't have to do anything. And then, so, she's like, I don't want to do this, and he just, like, jumps off and doesn't, like, <laughs> let her talk. And she, like, goes and saves him, and is like, this is fucked up. And then he collapses mm -hmm. on her. And, like, he's, like, he's even more excited because after that failed attempt, he goes, I got this new idea. We're going to wait till sunrise. And she's putting on her boots to leave. Although, really quick, before we move on, I just want to talk about the scene where he reveals that he knows she mm -hmm. is here for encounters. Because they, the way this movie, and the previous one, too, reveals information is so yeah. fucking smart. Because he reveals, like, I've seen encounters. Let's that hit. And then he's like, I want you to be honest with me. Do you think I'm a serial killer? Let that sit with the audience. How's Sarah going to respond? Is she going to be honest? Mm -hmm. She is honest. 
no, I don't think you're a serial killer. How is Aaron going to respond? He's like, thank you for your honesty. Why not? And it's just a slow, gradual tumbling of dominoes that leads him going like, you're going to kill me tonight. And it's just, it's Mm -hmm. such smart writing and pacing. And I cannot say those scenes where it's like really slow and like, that's when it's like most scary. Cause like, I thought something was going to happen at that point. Like, Oh, yeah. Most and nothing did. Yeah. He's just like, well, we're going to keep going with this. <laughs> yeah. Most of this movie is just mm-hmm. conversations. That's how you know it's such a good horror movie because, like, I, I was invested in fully on the edge of my seat the entire time, but mostly yeah. they're just talking. Yeah. It's like, they're they're just like, it's like just watching and waiting for the shoe to drop and then, like, one of them just straight up killing the other one like there are several moments where i think he's just gonna kill her and then like he just doesn't he's like i want you to kill me actually and it's like this is a weird turn of events and i don't know how to feel about it (laughs) yeah it makes so Mm -hmm. much sense though because you can see him he's prioritized his Mm -hmm. art far above himself or any kind of like you know human Mm -hmm. ethics but, like, I I think the fact that he wants her to kill him really says something about how, like, he really kind of respects her and, like, really admires her and, you know, he wants to share something with her that, like, it's, like, really fucked up. But, like, he wants to share a part of himself with her and, like, you know, it's... It's so weird the way that they, like, go about this, but it's, like, also really so, like, strangely sweet about the way that, like, he's, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I do believe he is earnest. Mm -hmm. I do believe he, like you said, he admires her and and he genuinely likes her. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? There's a line where he says, I, I lie all the time about the facts, but the the earnestness of my heart is never true. Because, like, you see in horror movies all the time, like, someone will pretend to care deeply about someone until they murder them and then go, they were just dust beneath mm-hmm. my boot. Whereas, like, you still see him talking about Aaron from mm-hmm. the previous movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, go oh, this big old sweetie. And, like, those emotions that he expressed in the first movie yeah. are still there. He's just being honest about, like, my intention was friendship mm-hmm. and murder. He's like, oh, I definitely <laughs> wanted to kill him. But also getting to know him was great. <laughs> yeah. It's, this man, it, oh my god. I love that his inclu- his conclusion is, yeah. maybe I shouldn't be killing people anymore, and it was, I need to make the best murder film ever now <laughs> of my suicide. Yeah. Well, and then it's interesting, because then things turn again, because once shit gets real, Sarah's about to bolt, and that's when he yeah, starts Yeah, he, lying. like, really wants her to stay, and, like, I- the- I I think that's really interesting, too, because, like, up until that point, I'm, like, 100% sure he was just telling the truth to her. Like, I don't think anything about what he said before about, like, his childhood or, like, anything about the serial... Because we know, like, what happened in the last movie. But, like, he wasn't lying to her. But, like, the reason he doesn't want her to leave is because I think he genuinely likes her, like, as a person. 
Well, and it's sad because well, it's not sad. Sad. Yeah. He's a murderer, but... <laughs> yeah. We 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 understand. <laughs> but. Like, he was finally, like, fully mm-hmm. honest with someone, and they yeah. couldn't take it. Mm. Like, he, he, yeah. he, it was the same thing again. But, I don't know, he did the same thing he did before, where he says, and it, it kind of, honestly, this is the third act, it's, it, it's a little bit, it's still good, it's probably my least favorite part of the movie because that's when the lies and the manipulation start again and they start leaning a little bit more into the romantic tropes yeah. which is okay but it was it's a the part where they were like jumping out of the dark at each other and like talking about like what kind of uh manipulative murder feelings <laughs> they have um was a little bit more interesting to me because it wasn't like a straight line of like hey do you want well kiss i mean me? like the, i think what what's really interesting about it though like I think that's the first time he feels shame, and so he starts lying to her because he actually feels bad that he scared her. And so, like, he's trying to figure out a way to incorporate, like, him killing himself into a way that, like, doesn't scare her. And it's weird. (laughs) That's a good point. I never thought about it like that. Like, he's he's doing it for her benefit rather than, like... To ju- as just a, uh, I mean, it is a manipulation yeah, tactic, but, but but like he's yeah yeah in his, in his like little warped brain. I feel like him trying to kill himself in front of her, like actually, f- like he feels shame for that and feels bad that he kind of did that to her. And then they like start trying to bond again, and then that's when the two truths and a lie game starts. Um, he like mm-hmm. he, he. Well, is it? I think it's oh, two, yeah, lies yeah, truth. two lies and a yeah, two lies and a truth. Um. Wait, yeah. before this, though, he actually, he lies to her and tells her that he he was using a harness um, for the, um, like, when he, like, put a noose around his neck and tried to hang himself. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to freak you out about that. I, here's the harness. And I don't know why he had the harness. I don't know if that was actually faked or not. But, like, I, I do think that he was upset or, like, upset that she wanted to leave because... You know, he freaked her out. Okay, and yeah. then the t- t- two lives in the truth game, and then it's like, it gets kind of weird, and like, he's like, I've never had sex with a woman, I've never kissed a woman, I've never dated a woman, and then she's like, do you want your first kiss right now? And it's like, why? Okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, feels- and it's so awkward, it's like watching two middle schoolers yeah. kiss. Yes. I love I, I love yeah, that. It's so weird. It feels I think for me it's also because the hot tub scene is my favorite because it feels like two very smart, very manipulative people meeting mm-hmm. face to face for the first time. Like when she gets in the tub, she's like, close your eyes, and he's like, I don't want to. And mm-hmm. she's like, do it. And it just feels very I don't know, very mm-hmm. tense and very honest with the both of them bringing their A-game together, and this one just well, feels that's... like yeah. he's lying. Like, I don't think he's telling the truth. And she, I don't know, I think they're playing this yeah. pity game where it's almost, it's a safer thing to do than whatever has yeah. been happening before. And it's fine. It's it's like fitting for both of their characters, because like Sarah, I think she does like want to interact with these people. I think she says in the first uh, time we meet her, she wants to bring something some kind of truth out of people. Like, it's not pure exploitation. She just wants to believe there is something in her 
that can bring out something genuine and special in other people. And that would make her special. And I think this is his way of giving her that. This Mm -hmm. is him giving her. But it's so weird because she was already doing that for him. But maybe because she thought he was lying, she didn't believe she was being, like, helping him or being genuine. I think she maybe she thought she was feeding Mm -hmm. his delusion. But now it's, like, flipped. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then, after this, they like. After this is when they like decide to go in the woods, right? Okay. Yes. So like, so like yeah. they, he like asks her if she's ever been out in the woods by herself before in the middle of the night or something, and she's like, no. And so he's like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Come on. And so like, he takes her out in the middle of the woods, and. Uh, there's a big ditch in the middle of the woods that he's dug, and he said, I dug this before you got here, and I wasn't sure, uh, if it was gonna be you or me in the ditch, but I think I know now. And then he starts stabbing himself with her knife that he stole off of her earlier. And it's, like, really intense, because, yeah. like, you don't see him doing it. The focus is all on yeah. her watching yeah, him. He, yeah, he grabs, yeah, he grabs the camera from her and starts filming her mm-hmm. reaction. But you can, like, hear the sound effects. It's mm-hmm. so And good. then, like, they pan around and they show you, mm-hmm. like, he's actually doing it. Like, he's actually stabbing himself and he's bleeding everywhere. Oh, and yeah. he gave her the, he gave her the necklace. Oh, yeah. The previous he, he was, like. It's still got Aaron's yeah, he, picture. He's like, this This is to show you how much I care about you. Um, I didn't have time to personalize it or take out the, the photo of a, a man in there, but here you go. <laughs> yes. And he did show her uh, the footage, the yeah. last scene from the, the previous movie of That's him killing That's at the very beginning. Aaron I don't know how she, I guess, like, maybe she thought it was fake or, like, you know, CGI or something. Yeah, I mean, but... she tries to ask him a little bit. She tries to ask him a little bit about it. Like, oh, that's you? Like, okay, so how did it feel to kill him with an axe? And, and she tries to kind of ask him some questions about it, but he kind of, you know, gives non-answers. Yeah, she li- he, like, sh- shushes her and is, like, watching it really intensely and, like, counting down on his fingers when he, like puts the axe in old Aaron's head. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, but anyway, back to the this scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of just tells her, like, it's going to be great. We're going to be like Romeo and Juliet and we're going to die in together. This big pit. And then people will find these tapes and they'll remember us forever. And so he's like trying to get her to kill herself and she just nopes out. She just like bolts. She's like, nope. <laughs> Not happening. Mm-hmm. And and this is when it kind of harkens back to the first film. And, like, the stakes are mm-hmm. real now. Sarah is on the run, and she's she's scared, and it's she yeah. believes him now. And it's it's kind of back to that serial killer, yeah. uh, killy kind of relationship. But Sarah's still yeah. very smart. Like, she's throwing shit at him, even though they're lost in the middle of the woods. And Yeah. It's, it's she, like, takes the knife with her. It's, like, covered in his blood, and she's, like, running away from him. And he's, like, having a really hard time catching up to her for a minute. Because he's, like, bleeding out. And then, like, at one point, she, like, surprise attacks him and, like, tramples him and then runs away. And he runs after her. And then, like, there's a moment where, like, they 
disappear behind a tree, but you hear them, like, struggling, and then it cuts, and then it comes back, and he's dragging her body, and I got so mad at that point, like, I was so mad, because I thought, like, he had just, like, killed her, and, like, I didn't want her to die, she was, like, the, the best, like, character out of the two movies that we've had for, like, and I really wanted her to, like, just, like, overpower him. And then, like, he's, like, so he's, like, monologuing. He's, like, he really brought something out in me that, like, I thought was gone forever and, like, all this other stuff. And and then, like, you see behind him, she's, like, crawling out of the pit and she grabs a shovel and, like, waits for him to continue talking so that, like, he doesn't hear her coming up behind them. And then she hits him in the back of the head with a shovel. It's so funny. But, like, she, she did it. She it's got so away good. from him. But then it cuts. Cut to mm-hmm. New York and City. How many months yeah, later? we don't know, but her hair is totally different. It's, like, grown out. Um, It's, like, super curly and brown. So, like, I think it's been, it's, like, grown out a bit more. Um, And, like, he's, like. And there are these shots of her weaving in and out mm-hmm. of crowds, and you hear him whistling the Peach Fuzz song mm-hmm. behind the camera. And, like, she's, like, in, in a subway, and he's, like, sitting across from her and, like, videotaping her. And he starts whistling, and, like, you don't, like, she's she's, like, she's got her headphones in, so, like, I don't know if... But, like, she notices him. Her, her AirPods. AirPods! No, they were, like, re- like regular <laughs> headphones with the wires. I know, I was just referencing <laughs> oh, I, I get ya, okay. Yeah, but I think... But then she, like, stares yeah, but right I think at she him. does, she notices yeah. him. And yeah. that's, like, the yeah. in shot is, like, her yeah. staring directly at the camera. And it's so good. Like, continue this story. I want more of Sarah. <laughs> I do and I don't. Like, I'm... Because they are making a Creep mm-hmm. 3. And, like, as much as I would love for it to be about these two, I think I would still love even more for it to be just something completely yeah. different. Because this one's, like, so completely yes. different from the first yeah. one. I agree. I think it's implying, like, he got her in the end. I think she she put up... That's what I'm getting from this, like, him tracking her down, like... I I am willing to be surprised in Creep 3, but based on the narrative that is here in an enclosed space, like, the fact that it's kind of a cliffhanger doesn't ruin the experience for me, but, like, we have an answer. Will he find her? Yes. Mm-hmm. He found her. And in all likelihood, he is yeah. going to kill her. Which is upsetting. But damn, did she get more it. of her. Yeah. I really do. I I think... Yeah. At least, not continuing this story, but at least, like, having her... I don't know, like, telling yeah. whoever about him at some point in the movie, or, like, you know, this man's a stalker, like, you know. Oh, see, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I... I I could I could really go either way. Like, I'd be happy to see her again, but, I'd, again, I'd also be happy if it's, like, something totally different. Exactly. And I think that the fact that we're having the conversation of like, would it be better if she is in the next one or not? Like is both. It's great because both answers mean we love the mm-hmm. character, but also they di- they made the most out of this premise and this character that they could that I literally can't even imagine yeah. what they could do next. 
Yeah. God, it's so good. This movie is so fucking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'll definitely probably so watch good. this again. I'm I'm like already excited um, to so count that as my recommendation. Like, yes, watch this movie. And they complement each other so well, despite having completely different vibes. Yeah. It's so so interesting. Like, I would say Sarah is more interesting than Aaron, but I still. I, Aaron needed to be there for this movie to exist. Yeah. We needed Aaron. Old Aaron. <laughs> yeah, old, yes. The um, glasses, glasses Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think there's something in this movie that's just. For me, it's always more about the ideas and the characters playing off each other and the tension that is created therein rather than just a big explosion or a big yeah. stab. Like, the big stabs and explosions can be good as long as they're complemented by, like, really interesting character interplay. That's why I love Hannibal mm. so much. That's why I I love these creep movies, because so much of it just is about the performance and the timing and, like, all these these acting and filmmaking techniques that sometimes are just put on the wayside. And it matters. There's... These, these filmmakers, I think I said this in the last one, they did what everyone wishes they could do. They take a premise that is can be shot very easily and they made it work because they put the thought and the time into it. It's so yeah. goddamn good. It's great. Yes. Yeah, do mm-hmm. we I think I feel like we've said everything that that we can say. Um please go watch this movie. Is there anything else? Any other last thoughts? Um, I can't wait for Peach Fuzz to make an appearance again. We didn't get a lot of same. Yeah, we I we didn't get a lot of the Peach Fuzz mask in this one, which I was a little sad about. But I'm sure we'll get more. I of mean, it. you don't want to overuse. Yeah, it. but I want to see more of it. I just think it would be. Because that's just a fun little thing. And him pretending to be a wolf is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Fucking furry. I agree. <laughs> two thoughts. <laughs> yes, two thoughts for me. One, I never really had, like, a favorite, like, killer antagonist. Like, even Hannibal I liked because I liked Clarice more mm-hmm. than I liked him. This movie, I love mm-hmm. Joseph Aaron. I love this character. I love I just watching him do stuff. I love the actor. I love the performance. I love everything about him. He's the first like horror movie villain that I'm like, yes, I get why people have fandom t-shirts about these guys. <laughs> I get why there's like the clout. Mm. I get it. I love this ki- I love Peach Fuzz. I love this guy. He's he's my serial killer. Um and also number 2 Sarah loves her juicy fruit, Aaron loves to kill, and yes. Hannah loves creep too. Love yes. that. Well said. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to keep up with Netflix and Kill, you can follow us on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. We also have a Patreon and greatly appreciate any support that is tossed our way. Hell yeah. It helps us keep our show running mm-hmm. and buy nice new equipment. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. And as always, may your nightmares be plentiful and enjoy those juicy fruits.